the tendency is for the vast majority of henna artists to be grossly underpaid. The majority of henna artists will not ever reach financial freedom with their art, regardless of how pristine their skills are, regardless of how well-skilled they are in their craft, and regardless even of how long their career in this niche is. And that's alarming, right? And we as henna artists, these are truths that we've acknowledged for a very, very long time. And yet there hasn't really been anyone to come forth and say, okay, well, how can we fix this? What can we do differently? What are we going to change? How can we break this trend? How can we break this narrative so that henna artists are receiving the things that they deserve rather than kind of being tied to what really is inequity? Here at Hennapreneur, I have a strong belief that, that we deserve more, that you deserve more. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I would appreciate if you would allow me to reintroduce myself or something like that. Well, kind of. <laughs> Over the past months, there has been quite uh, quite some growth here at the Hennapreneur community, both inside of the free Facebook group and also just over on the Hennapreneur newsletter and, um, and even on the Instagram platform. And so for that reason, I wanted to take a moment today to welcome those who are new to the Hennapreneur community, who are new to Hennapreneur's audience. And um, I want to introduce myself. I want to reintroduce myself, if, you, if I may, um, and share a little bit about me, the way I got started, what we're doing here at Hennapreneur, and a little bit of my vision for what impact, right? What impact I stand to serve here inside of our community. I think that this is important because, you know, whenever you join a, a space, it's really it's really necessary for you to identify with the mission of that space, of that community. And before aligning yourself with any particular brand, community base, whatever, I think that, you know, you want to have some transparency around what's actually going on there. And brand values are important. Okay. Just like anything that you might learn from me when I'm teaching you about how to market and sell your own services, right? Inside of your henna business, we talk about brand values and we talk about brand identity. And um, so I think, you know, I'd like to take some time today, if I may, <laughs> to um, acquaint you, or if you've been around for a while, reacquaint you with what we're doing here at Headpreneur and why it's important so that you can decide if this is the place for you. Because yeah, we don't we don't we don't want to be you know sitting at tables that make us uncomfortable. So, a little backstory: Who am I? Right? Who who is this 
chick that's in your eardrums anyway. My name is Chelsea Stevenson, and I am the founder of Hennapreneur. I am a professional Hedna artist, and I'm a business strategist based in Baltimore, Maryland currently. And um, Hennapreneurs all over the world come and hire me, choose to work with me, in a number of different capacities to help them to grow, scale, and, you know, otherwise add value to their business. What I am known for is helping henna artists to book more clients in less time at higher rates and with less stress, while also building businesses that are really respectful of their lifestyle and the, you know, the things that are important to them. I have a strong value and belief that our businesses should be built around our lives and not vice versa. And my unique claim to fame, if you will, is to uh, walk my students through a framework and through a number of different processes and strategies that I have developed over the years to help them move to making full-time income uh, on part-time hours in a very short amount of time. And I love it. I love what I do. It makes me super excited to get to do it every day. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that message kind of goes without saying. I'll be honest. I am just like you in that it's very, um, it's very common for me to just kind of be operating from what we call the curse of knowledge, right? Where we we know the things, we know what we're doing, and yet we fail sometimes to express those things to our audiences and and to the communities that we serve. So. Here at Hennapreneur, I teach Hen artists how to harness their skills and build high five-figure and or six-figure, if you dare, uh, businesses with their art without stressing themselves out in the process and without sacrificing everything that's important to them, right? For me, I have a really strong value and focus on sustainability and financial empowerment. Um, and so all of the programs that I've created here at Hennapreneur are designed to help you to make more money without having to just totally, you know, ignore the things that are actually the most important to you. Things like your family, things like your commitments, things like your relationships, things like your personal time, etc. So I don't I don't want you to have to sacrifice your life and your sanity in the process of growing that business. So <laughs> So that's what I do. Now, the reason why you might, I don't know, I guess find my particular uh, perspective and or experience unique. I am a mother. I'm a homeschooling mom, no less. Homeschooling as in I've always been a homeschooler, not like I adopted homeschooling in the panini. <laughs> Some of us did that. Listen, I get it. Uh, but no, like I'm one of those OG homeschoolers that like homeschooled before homeschooling was cool. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's not for the faint of heart, <laughs> but it gives you an idea of also the type of life that I'm living and why it is so important to me that my business operates in a way that supports my lifestyle because I, I do, you know, I find myself legitimately busy um, between my work with my kids in our homeschool, managing my household, you know, managing the the relationships that that um, <laughs> that exist there, taking care of myself as a mother and as an individual, and then when you add on this piece of the business, right? Which, uh, to be fair, in in my case, there are actually two sides. I own a local brick and mortar henna boutique, and I am you know the top rated henna artist in my area, um, and so I maintain a a very healthy client list there. 
while also servicing, you know, entrepreneurs around the world by way of entrepreneur. So I balance these two businesses while also um, homeschooling my children and so forth. And so when I say, <laughs> when I say that it's important to me that businesses be built around our lives, um, I mean that, and I live that every single day. Not only that, you know, for me, and this is something I've talked about a, a little bit in the past, but. For me, I also have found it super important that my business be built in such a way that it can run more or less without me fiddling with it or like I don't I don't need to be <laughs> I don't need to be the mechanism that keeps my business moving. I want my clients to be able to find me, to book me and to come and reach me to get services done very easily, very independently. I don't want to have to handhold. And there are obviously logistical reasons for that just in terms of time management, but even from an energetic perspective, I am someone who lives with and copes with, you know, depression and anxiety and I really <laughs> really cannot afford to spend my emotional spoons, as they say, talking to, you know, 16 people every day about whether or not this appointment is right for them and why I charge what I charge and whatever. Like that's not, that's not real life for me. And so um, in my mind, not only was building a business that was sustainable from a financial perspective, but even from an energetic perspective, um, you know, that was top priority. And that is why I teach what I teach in the way that I teach it to my students, because I want that um, that type of freedom and autonomy, not only in your business, but also in your life for you as well. So that gives you a little bit of a, a, a background, if you will, on, on me and why I choose to do the things that I do in the way that I do them here on Hennapreneur. Over the years as a Henna artist, I've definitely come to I've come to fall in love with this work, right? I started my business in 2011. I went full-time in 2014 and I didn't look back. And it's been a really beautiful and rewarding journey. Uh, at the same time, there are things that I noticed as I you know, was in the earliest stages of my business. And even today, there are things that come up as I look at the marketplace. And what I've seen was that these challenges were things that were not really being addressed by the henna community. Um, they were things that we acknowledged to be true, but and they were problematic also. But we weren't actually taking we weren't taking any actions to combat this or to um, or to change that narrative. Specifically, what I'm talking about is that we do live uh, we live in a society that undervalues artists. We live in a society that undercompensates women. We live in a society that undermines the work of marginalized communities. And so here we are living inside a racist, patriarchal, capitalist system that is deeply rooted in systemic inequity. And with that happening, we are also occupying this very unique space where we are working in the arts, in an ethnic art, no less, and we are serving women. And let's be real, looking at the narratives, the cultural narratives that exist for many of us, certainly for, for those of us who are in the US, in the UK, uh, what we can call, you know, the quote unquote Western world, Australia, but you see this even outside of these countries. We see this, honestly, globally. This narrative that says women can't take care of women until the dishes are done. Women can't take care of women until the laundry is taken care of, until the family is fed, until, and like, 
here goes this long ass list of requirements that really come from like this. Uh, I will go so far as to say to say it is a sexist narrative. And that's a conversation for a whole nother day. Like the way that you choose to manage and operate your household is of no bearing to me. But where I do take issue is with the idea that women are not able to participate in self-care or allow themselves access to things that are quote unquote frivolous or that are not otherwise, you know, prioritized unless they've earned that rest. And I really do take issue with this. And so here we are living in this society that has this type of narrative and in a uh, an area of the marketplace that is already, um, again, undervalued, typically undercompensated, and very much undermined in general. And so the constructs that, um, that impact us as henna artists yield some very specific trends, right? The tendency is for the vast majority of henna artists to be grossly underpaid. The majority of henna artists will not ever reach financial freedom with their art, regardless of how pristine their skills are, regardless of how well-skilled they are in their craft, and regardless even of how long their career in this niche is. And that's alarming, right? And we as henna artists, this, these are truths that we've acknowledged for a very, very long time. And yet there hasn't really been anyone to come forth and say, okay, well, how can we fix this? What can we do differently? What are we going to change? How can we break this trend? How can we break this narrative so that henna artists are receiving the things that they deserve rather than kind of being tied to what really is inequity? Here at Hennapreneur, I have a strong belief that that we deserve more, that you deserve more. And my mission here at Hennapreneur specifically is to change um, the industry and the lives of the Henna artists around the world um, who choose to come and engage Hennapreneur, who choose to come work with me, who choose to occupy space in our community, even the larger free community. Like, I want that touch point to be something that changes your life and empowers you um, to be in receipt of the things that you deserve, not, not you know, be tied to um, these old, old archaic and very inequitable um, constructs, right? We have to be the change. So, you know, for, for me, that, um, that impact is, is made through my work, obviously, in working with hennapreneurs, um, whether that is by way of one of the self-study courses, um, or if that's working with me one-on-one in VIP days, or if that's coming and working inside of one of my cohorts for any of the group programs that I that I run. Um, there are a number of different offers that I have for different hennapreneurs, depending on where you are in your journey and what your needs are. But the I guess long short of it is that here at Hennapreneur, I aim to support smart, ambitious, values-driven henna artists who want to use their art as a tool for building their wealth and their legacy in their communities and in their families, right? Do you want more bookings with clients who say things like, do whatever you want, I love all of your work, and who rave about how amazing your art is to anyone who'll listen? You know, the ones who respect your time, pay your rates without flinching, come back over and over again, and who leave a juicy, generous tip to boot? If the thought of filling your client list with people like this has you screaming, yes, please, 
then friend, I want you to head over to hennapreneur.com slash BBC. That's hennapreneur.com slash BBC and get registered for my next business bootcamp like yesterday. The business bootcamp is perfect for hennapreneurs who want more bookings with better clients at higher rates and who want to feel like a boss from start to finish. From smart marketing to designing like a pro, from swoon-worthy bookings to savvy banking, the nine-week business bootcamp has the support and guidance that you need to jumpstart your business in the right direction. Seats are limited and we kick off the next cohort soon. So visit hennapreneur.com slash BBC to get registered now. I believe, um, and it's my my part of my mission here at Hennapreneur and part of the, the vision and the value here at Hennapreneur um, is that, you know, I believe that with the right resources, every artist is capable of designing the reality that they desire. And so here, my primary purpose is to um, take my students and to teach them how to step into their CEO shoes, to really take ownership of their life um, and their business, because, you know, we know that self-trust and self-honoring are assets that are unequivocal in your journey. And these are things that are also they can't be quantified. These aren't things that they're, they're not tangible, right? We don't see them. You can't buy them. These are things that you have to nurture and develop. And that nurturing and that development takes place in the containers that I run. Um, it's why none of my business programs only talk about numbers or only talk about sales or only talk about... No, there's always a mindset component. There's always a personal development component because when you move from being the hen artist who's been disempowered um, and disenfranchised by a, a construct such as the one in which we live, it requires an identity shift for you to begin to move differently, to treat your business differently, to engage your community, your market, your audience differently, to command rates differently, right? Like that requires an identity shift and that doesn't happen without support. So here, you know, with the students that I choose to work with, you know, my most successful, uh, if you will, students, and actually we've done a previous episode, I've done a previous episode here on the podcast about what makes my most uh, successful students the most successful. And so if you want to dive into that more, you're welcome to check that episode out. But, you know, our most successful students in, in short are people who are action taking, who are impact makers, um, who are who are financially driven, right? And people who choose to, who really refuse, honestly, who refuse to settle for less. Um, these are people who are changing the world one design at a time. And that is really important to me. That is the type of person that I, um, that I choose to work with here um, at Hennapreneur. And, you know, what I found is that there are three, typically there are three, um, I guess, value points, if you will, that um, best identify the type of clients that come and work with Hennapreneur and who really mesh well with the culture that we have here. And those are artists that are looking for, looking to perhaps fortify or further develop or to otherwise expand, right, um, in one of these three aspects. And those are their identity, their independence, or their impact. So when I say that, what I'm referring to specifically in terms of identity, many times entrepreneurs who um, who occupy space in any of my actual program containers, they are people who are tied to many identities, right? They are mothers, they are daughters, they are sisters, they are community members, they are volunteers, perhaps they um, have a um, 
space inside of their uh, religious circles or inside of their other community circles, right? Like these are people who are known to be a certain way. Their identity has value, yes, but that inherent value is tied to <laughs> to what they can do for someone else, right? And so when they step into henna and when they step into um, the ownership of a henna business specifically, part of the want and the desire there is to fortify their identity as a person, right? There's this desire to say, I know I'm more than a mom. I'm more than a wife. I'm more than a partner. I'm more than a daughter. I'm more than a friend. I'm more than a service worker. I'm more than a volunteer. I'm more than a community member. I am, insert, you know, the, the descriptor of your choice, you know, in this ownership of one's own identity, because we all have so many identities, right? We have so many identifiers. Um, and so many of those identifiers have nothing to do with the way that we serve other people. And yet, it's only most times the identifiers that relate us to other people that society will provide us accolades for or um, will have us, you know, list first on our uh, list of credentials or when you're introduced to a stranger, <laughs> these are the first things that are brought up, what you do for everyone else. And it's like, well, what about the fact that I'm an artist? What about the fact that I'm a creative? What about the fact that I'm intuitive? What about the fact that I'm resourceful? What about the fact that I'm independent? Or what about the fact that, you know, I I'm values driven? What about the fact that integrity matters to me, right? The identity piece. I am Chelsea, right? Before I'm the, you know, henna artist behind Cardamom and Clove Henna, before I am the founder of Hennapreneur, before I am mother to my children, before I am, no, before all of those things, I am Chelsea, right? I'm a human. I have feelings. I have thoughts. I have opinions. I have beliefs. I have a story. And I have inherent value for being who I am. And so oftentimes what I see because this applies to you too, right? Oftentimes what I see is that henna artists will come in to uh, work with me at Hennapreneur. And one of the most empowering things for them is this piece right here where I say, uh-uh, I actually don't want to know about all those other hats that you carry and that you wear. I mean, of course they matter in the context of, you know, um, depending on what those obligations are, maybe that's going to impact and, and color and inform some of the work that we do and how we do it and how much time you have to do it and the ways that you are going to choose to build your business. And of course, I mean, there's, there, those things matter, but I want to get to know you. I need to know you. What do you care about? What are your values? What is your vision? What is your dream? What are the things that you are shy to talk about with the people closest to you even, right? What are, what are the things that you want for yourself? What are the things that you, you got to think twice before you say them openly, right? Because those things matter and the identity that you hold is important. And at Hennapreneur, part of what we do is to help cultivate that that identity and fortify that identity and allow space for entrepreneurs to step into that fully, authentically, boldly, loudly, right? As is what is comfortable for them along their journey. 
you know? And so there's this identity piece. The other piece that I found oftentimes entrepreneurs will come into is that the independence. And when I say independence, what I mean specifically is financial independence. Though, of course, there are, I mean, independence can be, can be approached through so many different lenses. But I, what I found is that Many of the henna artists who come and occupy space here at Hennapreneur are looking for financial independence. Um, many times it's like, uh, you know, I'm partnered and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm partnered and it's a wonderful partnership. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, you know, I hold a little bit of guilt or I hold a little bit of anxiety about the fact that I am not contributing financially to the household in the ways that I'd like. Or I would like to have the cash reserves to be able to take my family on vacation. I would like to be generating enough income that I could send my kids to that school that, you know, seems like it's far-fetched, but maybe I could make that happen. I want to give them more opportunities than were were, were provided to me in my upbringing. Um, it may be that, you know, and unfortunately, this is something that that has come up, you know, and it is common. There's no shame here you know, situations where these artists are in partnerships that aren't the most healthy. And without financial independence, it's like, well, it's hard for me to plan my exit if I don't, if I don't have the flexibility to be able to manage my kids while I'm doing that um, in terms of time and also the financial resources in order for me to make those moves, right? Like that's a real life problem. And I'll tell you, as as a former social worker, I mean, this was my my expertise, uh, sexual assault and domestic violence. I am telling you, this is more common than it is not. And it's part of the reason also why it is important to me to see that every woman who comes in and works with Hennapreneur does establish financial independence, not because I want you to, you know, be side-eyeing your partner at any time, but because it's best for you to be prepared, even if nothing terrible happens, right? Now, even if, you know, in, in cases where, where things aren't, you know, malicious, we could say, what happens if your partner gets into, get, you know, gets into a car crash tomorrow? Do you have the, the means to care for yourself, to care for your family? Financial independence is not just in, you know, in the case of things, you know, getting messy. No. This is something that's important for you to have in your back pocket at all times. So for me, as someone who's lived that too, right? Like as someone who's who's had to single parent, who's been let go from a job, who's I mean that if you know my story, you know that's the that's how I started my business, right? I lost my job and this is what I knew how to do. And friends, I say knew how to do very generously. <laughs> Because I was not a very wonderful, phenomenal henna artist at all at that time. But you know what? I knew how to market. I knew how to reach the right people. And I had grit. And I was not going to allow my kid to go hungry. And I was not willing to step outside of what was um, my own integrity or self-respect in order to bring a dollar in. So I harnessed what I knew how to do. And I created financial independence for myself. And I want that for each and every artist that I work with. I want you to feel secure that you have options, that you have choices, right? That you have things available to you because your art allows that, because your business allows that for you, right? So many of the entrepreneurs who do come and work with me, that is one of the things that they're looking for. They want that financial independence and with good reason right? And then the final piece is impact. There is no one who I've come to work with at Hennapreneur who's just like, yeah, I'm just here to make a buck. 
And in fact, if that were the case, I probably would tell you, you're not a good fit for my programs because that's not the way that I operate. One of the things that uh, many people don't realize is that even when you, like if you, when you come to work with me, especially in any of our, you know, larger containers, year long programs, high touch, right? High touch uh, mentorship. I, I, I wouldn't even say encourage. Honestly, it's more like a requirement. Um, <laughs> but I require for you to look at how your business is going to impact your community. Philanthropy matters. Give back matters. We are um, living in a place and time where there needs to be growth of those types of social infrastructures, connection, human connection outside of what is commercial. Right. And so, um, you know, the impact that you make, whether that's through volunteering, whether that's mentorship, maybe that's um, you actually making financial contributions, you know, from a from the revenue in your business, whatever that's going to look like, those things matter. The impact that we make on our community speaks to the legacy that we're building, not only as individuals, but the legacy that we're building for our family and the legacy that we're building um, in terms of being cultural change makers. There are many issues, friends. <laughs> there are many issues that exist in the world today. We just came out of here in the U.S., we just came out of elections and in our our elections as we're, you know, <laughs> getting all of the people in place. <laughs> it's alarming. It's alarming to see some of the debates. It is alarming to me that every single time we go into an election season, whether that's a presidential election or otherwise, we have to sit on pins and needles out of fear that human rights might be infringed upon, right? Like that is the reality of the the society that we live in. And so our impact matters. And the entrepreneurs that come and work with me, they get that, right? The entrepreneurs who occupy space in my communities, they get that. They want to make impact not only for their own families, maybe that is for providing better opportunity to their children, um, for providing more resources to their loved ones, for, for you know providing more quality time. Maybe you just you didn't experience that in your own childhood, and you want to be sure that your that your family is made to feel priority. Listen, I get it. That matters. It matters. So there's the family aspect, but then we go even beyond that. How do we impact our communities? What legacy are we leaving in the work that we do? And um, some of that does come through philanthropy, but also we have this piece of what it is like to occupy space in another person's world. When you're sitting with clients, right? These are people who may be sharing with you very intimate details, things that they haven't shared with the people closest to them. We as henna artists, it's so interesting. Oftentimes we hold space in such a way that um, the connection is so potent and it's so safe and secure that it, you know, you'll find your clients expressing and sharing things with you that their own partners don't know about them. And what a privilege to hold space for another human being in that way, right? And so there's an impact that happens there. We are affirming and we're validating um, that this person is worth being heard, worth being seen, worth being understood. There is impact there. And so I, I encourage any henna artist to really assess what the impact is that they are making, not only on their lives and their communities, but in the lives of their clients and those that they go on to touch as well, 
right? And so these three pieces, this identity, this independence, this impact, these are three, like, <laughs> if this, if any of these shoes fit, Hennepreneur is the space for you to hang out, friend. <laughs> okay. And so I share all of this with you because, um, again, you know, that I see that the Hennepreneur community is growing. That makes me really excited. And at the same time, I want to be very clear about what it is that we're doing here. What it is that I do in the education that I offer and the mentorship that I offer to my students, um, but also how those things impact you, right? How they impact our community, how they impact our global experience. Big changes don't happen overnight. Big changes actually, they happen in the quiet. They happen in the everyday. They happen in the whispers um, in your appointments. They happen in the very small steps that we make with our family, with our loved ones, with our friends, with our communities. And um, here at Hennepreneur, it's so important for to me that when you're doing that big work, that you be compensated appropriately. Um, that when you're doing that big work, that you be respected and that you be valued and that you command uh, a certain level of admiration even in your community, not just for your art, but for the work that you're doing and the impact that you're making every single day in these connections that you make. So there you have it, friends. I wanted to share this bit with you. I appreciate you hanging out with me. I hope that you um, enjoyed hearing a little bit more about what it is that we're doing here at, at Hennepreneur and, um, you know, I mean, who I am and why these things matter. And um, if you enjoyed it and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, these are my people. If you haven't already, join the Facebook group. We're over at, at the Hennepreneur community um, on Facebook. If you go to um, hennepreneur.com slash community, you can join straight from there. That's hennepreneur.com slash community. Um, I would love to welcome you there. And hey, when you come in, there are a couple of questions that we ask you as you're coming into the group about yourself, what it is that you're looking to gain. What are the, what's the biggest issue for you right now in your henna business? When you answer those questions um, and you provide your email address, I'll actually send you some goodies that are unique to that stage of business um, to help you get going, to help you get started, um, and to help you start making, maybe thinking about some things that hadn't been that you hadn't considered, right? That hadn't been on your mind um, that could help you move into the next level. All right. So with that, I will leave you. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennepreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.